Gentlemen, you've got Jason Courtney in studio with his good buddy, business partner, long-term friend, Olin Hyde, chief engineer. You know it's time for another episode of Old Fashioned Work and Whiskey, an old-fashioned podcast about old-fashioned drinks being brought to you by a couple of old-fashioned guys with some old-fashioned work ethic tips. How are you today, Mr. Hyde? You know, um, I'm a little tired, but you know, I feel good, though. I, I got a little rest this morning. Good, good. You didn't you didn't get up and just start busting out the new Oculus? Uh, no, not this morning. Now, after I went out and cleaned last night, I uh, might have played a little Oculus. Oh. To unwind. <laughs> to unwind. <laughs> you know, get 18 minutes worth of exercise to unwind. Good for you. Good for you. Well, we are here in studio in Pensacola, Florida today. It is December 30th. We are on New Year's Eve Eve. And... Uh, Man, it's been a little warm here in Florida. It's, yeah, much warmer than it has been the last few years. Yeah, I think it was 71 when I left the house this morning at 6. And, and the problem with that 71 is it's that it's humid. 85% humidity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a thick 71. It's not a comfortable 71. Yeah, if it were 40% humidity, probably that, wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, we'd be like, oh, man, this is kind of yeah, pleasant. Yeah, but. So what are we imbibing today? Today we have a special uh, bottle that was provided to us courtesy of an employee who is a faithful listener to the podcast, RJ. So We appreciate it, RJ. We appreciate it. And it's Jack Daniels Winter Jack. Tennessee Cider. Now, I sampled it yesterday because we weren't sure how we wanted to have it. Um, every recipe online calls for it to be warm, but when it's 74 outside with a humidity of 85%, you just don't want a warm drink. So I played around yesterday. We mixed it with some lemonade, uh, some orange bitters. And then today we added an apple for garnish. Yep. And uh, it's very, very mild proof. I mean, it's it's basically a liqueur. It's, it's the lowest proof I think we've had. Yeah, it's 15% alcohol by volume, 30 proof, which just so you guys know, means it will freeze. <laughs> <laughs> I stuck it in the freezer yesterday thinking, oh, I'll have it nice and chilled for today. Yeah, we had to wait an extra 10 minutes to defrost it and uh, pour the drinks. <laughs> so that, that small of proof, and I didn't even check the proofage yesterday, but... I should have because I would have recognized that it's yeah, and I can see light. why they say just warm it up and serve it neat because it's it's very mild. Yeah, it's yeah. almost it's, like my special beers, like it's 15%. ready percent. Yeah, ready to pour. So, all right, here we go, sir. It's um, a Florida winter drink. I I mean. Cool, refreshing, but it has the fall flavor. I think the lemonade is the refreshing part. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get a little bit of the apple cider kickback on the end, but you're right. It's refreshing. Like, I feel like I could just enjoy this for, I mean, you get to sit at your desk with this. Yeah, <laughs> which I may have done yesterday <laughs> and uh, enjoy it. It was, you know, it's just an enjoyable drink. It doesn't hit you extra hard. Like I said, I mean, we're talking 30 proof. So I'm going to dip my apple here and take a little bite. And uh, we garnished with a pink lady apple. So, mm. yeah, that's delicious. So we're going to talk about being a team player today. That's uh, it's kind of important, right? Absolutely. We've been, uh, we've been dealing with some team issues over the last couple of weeks, months, not necessarily between the team but just not having a team put together well so just the general thing that uh, most people are struggling with right now and that's being staffed up with a team period 
Yeah. So as we are building the team, we're trying to make sure we're going through and and building it based on playing together, right? One of the reasons, and we've talked about this in other episodes, but you know, putting a team together is so important. You gotta you gotta find players that play well together. You can go. I mean, you can go fill a team with all stars, and they'll still suck. Case in point, the Los Angeles Lakers. If you're a basketball fan, you know they've got they've got stars from all over. They're talking about even Meta World Peace signing a 10 day contract because they're dealing with some issues, and he needs to come in and possibly play for them. But they're they're just awful, and they're. I mean, the Yankees have one of the highest salaries in baseballs. haven't Haven't won a, a World Series in over a decade. Well, I think of even the All Star games and and. So you have the top talent from across the sport getting together and playing and you don't hear anybody that's like, Oh man, I can't wait for the all-star game to watch that because it's, it's laughable. It's dysfunctional. Yeah. yeah, Cause they don't play together ever. So they don't know, you know, the teams that play together, they, they see that, that camaraderie that, I mean, when you can no look past it to somebody cause you've been playing with them for so long and they just know where it's going to be like, I mean, you can't beat that. Oh, it's where the, the great chemistry happens and it's where you see things, um, you know, you like to throw in crazy movie references. So I'm going to throw one in here. That's going to date, both. nobody's ever seen. No, probably. no, no. Okay. They've definitely seen it, but, um, it's an older movie, right? Like the mighty ducks where we you, just watched, all three of them, <laughs> Matt, Molly, and I watched them. We were on Over the our, holidays. Oh, oh no, on the way to Biloxi and on the way back. We we had it streaming in the on the phone. Yeah. So you had this team of dysfunctional kids that couldn't have won a game if they really, really, really wanted to. Yeah. But they came together and played as a team and crushed it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what we're trying to do here, right? That's what we're trying to do in the cleaning business. That's what we want to do with the coffee business is build a team that's going to just play well together. And for us, you know, we're going to be talking about this on Tuesday. Our our mission statement here at Office Pride is to honor God by positively impacting people in workplaces. So if you're not going to be a team player, it's almost as though you're not going to live by our mission statement. And that doesn't really work for us, you know. Core values, you know, not everybody's going to have all of them, but you have to have enough of them to to play. But the mission statement is kind of an all or nothing thing, right? Yeah. And so to me, if you're positively impacting people, that's an employee, that's a coworker, you know, the whole, oh, it's not my job or it's, you know, I, I don't know how to do that. That's just not, that's not going to fly around here anymore. It's yep. we're, we're going to play as a team. If we, if you don't know how to do it, Go figure it out. Ask for some help. Let's get it done. If if it's not your job, but it's going to help somebody else and you have the time and ability to do it, just pick up a little bit of slack and help out. Like it's it's not. Yeah, it's not rocket science. It's not like you're having to dig a ditch with a shovel and like just <laughs> just go do a little bit more. One of our core values is, you know, going the extra mile like. Heck, how about just run the race? That'll that'll be helpful to start with and. So we're, we're trying to do these things to, to play as a team. And, you know, I think one of the things that you've worked on as you've mentored Caleb is, you know, your same page meeting, you and I have a same page meeting and we're trying to push that down, not necessarily so that everybody meets with everybody, but so that others feel like they're invested in and, and our supervisors, we, we, we've got two new ones and we're trying to make sure we onboard them properly because that's that's half the battle for us, right? Yeah, and part of you know onboarding and getting people to be part of the company 
and you know, people are going to think this is weird, but it happens in every company that you work for. They want to, so to speak, indoctrinate you, right? They want you to kind of absorb and then become what the company wants you to be. So like our mission statement to positively impact people and workplaces, like we have to train them to think that way in the day to day, because that's so as human beings, that's not something we do is, Hey, am I positively impacting that person over there? We're you know, naturally selfish and think like, how's this positively going to impact me? What is going to benefit me? You know, the old phrase with them, uh, what's in it for me. And instead we have to try to train them to think, are we doing this because it only benefits us? Or are we doing this because we know it's going to help someone else? Yeah. And so a few years ago, I got to hear Coach K speak. If you don't know who Coach K is, look him up. He's a great basketball coach. And uh, he was uh, talking about being a team player and how if you play for the name on the front of the jersey, the name on the back of the jersey inherently gets taken care of. Right. So if you're a team player, so what he's mentioning is he's coaching for a school. Right. So I'm a big Gator fan. So we'll go with the we'll go with the Gators. You know, if you're playing your heart out for the Florida Gators, then whoever you are on the back is going to be taken care of. You're you're going to grow. You're going to see success. You'll move on to where you want to be. And and that was his whole point. And that's that's got to be our point is. Once again, if you're worried about the individual success, then we're not necessarily going to succeed as an organization versus if the organization succeeds, then everyone inside the organization succeeds. Which is to your point, like with the Lakers, like a lot of those players are playing for the name on the back of the jersey. They're more worried about their own persona, their own scores, their own stats, and less about are we winning as a team? LeBron, if you're listening, we're sorry. We didn't mean to call you out quite like that, but we did. <laughs> Michael's better. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, And it's the same thing in a company. You know, you, you can tell everyone knows who those people are in their, their organization that are playing for the name on the back of the jersey and not the name yeah, on the front. Yeah, and nobody likes them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're difficult to work with, and they end up not working out in the long run. So for us, we know it's identifying those people and either coaching them up or coaching them out, which is sometimes easier said than done. Absolutely. And then it's it's just building on that. Like, you know, I, we talked about it at our on our peer group call yesterday. We've seen success happen, and because of it, we've been able to share success. So when we started, we were doing roughly a million and a quarter. This year, we broke six million. And this year we had the best Christmas party ever. That's not a coincidence. We didn't magically learn how to have a better Christmas party. We suddenly had a bigger budget to have a better Christmas party. Yeah. Right. Our employee incentives, the the bonuses, the 4% match, like they didn't happen because we learned, oh, we should take care of our employees. We knew that from day one. But now that we're growing and having more success, we're able to do those things to take better care of our employees so that they want to stay and continue to help us succeed. Absolutely. And similarly, some of the benefits we offer are possible because of size and growth and success of the company. You know, we do a, a 401k with a match, which in your first two years of ownership would not have been a possibility. Like that would have been a financially poor decision. I mean, I would say like that would have removed money out of the business, granted into employees pockets, but it was more needed to keep the business running. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's where we, you know, 
at some point you have to trust the company, which hopefully our employees do. So I tried to build relationships with each of them. I mean, obviously we have over 200 employees now. It's not a personal relationship with each ones, but some of the OGs and I still have relationships. Um, you know, I was, we were at the Christmas party a couple weeks ago and one of our cleaners just was like, Oh, Mr. Jason, it's so nice to see you. And I, you know, I was like, Oh, Edith. And she's like, I'm Edith. Jack. I'm like, I know who you are, Edith. It's, you know, like yeah. you were, you were an OG. I remember orientating you. She has an accent that you couldn't miss if you wanted to. <laughs> and she just shared a story uh, from 10 years ago when we were together working, orientating. And then the person trained her was next to her just reminiscing. And I'm like, you know, that's what this is about. You know, the, the camaraderie, the excitement and her knowing that we're going to give back. And she's been with us 10 years. Like I said, it's, it's one of those things where if they don't trust us, then they probably shouldn't stay. Like, I'm, I'm not saying you should join a team blindly trusting them, but over the course of, of your employment, you're probably no more than two. I would say if you don't have the trust that your employer is looking out for you and trying to, to better your situation, then maybe you should look somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Back to kind of that attitude side of it. I mean, our organization has been blessed and we have not had the short staffing that some of the other businesses in our community have had where we've seen, you know, nationally people have seen where restaurants have closed and things. And, And that's one thing. But when you have businesses in your local community that, put up a sign that say, Hey, we're not going to be open until X date because we don't have enough employees. It starts to really hit home and, you know, knock on wood. Thankfully uh, we haven't had anything in that realm of being short staffed to the point where it was just like, Hey, sorry, customer ABC. We're not going to be able to clean you tonight. We don't have enough people, but we have been through a few valleys uh, throughout the organization and our different teams where People have had to step up and pick up, you know, extra shifts and go do things that, like you said, normally weren't their job um, or put in more hours than they originally came on board with us to do. We've had supervisors all the way up to uh, myself has been out helping get stuff covered and cleaned so that we take care of our customers and they aren't inconvenienced or put off because we are having problems with being staffed and I can't think of anyone that's on staff that has gone through one of those periods. And we were talking about this specifically with Caleb, who's been out just doing a lot of cleaning, lots of cleaning. And so far he hasn't once become to us and be like, Hey guys, like this isn't what you hired me for. Like, I don't enjoy this. I don't want to do this. Like he's just been like, we're going to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a great attitude through it all. I mean, he, if out of anybody, he and probably Michelle had the opportunity to be like, Hey, y'all need to fix this. This sucks, Bob. Like, I mean, they could have gotten ugly about it, but both of them just took it like champs and persevered through it. And we'll be better on the outside because of it. Like that's absolutely without question. And for us, you know, I think one of the things that we, we made a, a pivot on the types of customers that we, we take on, we're no longer taking on like once a week customers, we, we made a pivot there and then we've scaled back on the one-time work as to not overload the team. And we're trying to be strategic with our growth right now and not just grow to grow. Um, you know, but all that has happened because we have a team that's willing to do the work. Like we've still grown. We started two accounts this month. Um, you know, the plan is to, to continue to grow next month. We've not stopped growing. It's just, we're growing 
with pains. Yeah. And we're being more careful through the growth where, you know, eight months ago we might've just said, Oh yeah, yeah. we let's, let's bring on four or five customers. Yeah. Now we're kind of like, let's, let's be a little careful in the timing and who we bring on to make sure that we don't have a bad start because that's worse than not starting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's better to push it back and say, Hey, we're not ready for this than it is to say we're ready and then fall on our face. Yeah. Cause that's the tone that gets set in the relationship with the customer is, are they going to be able to get the job done or not? Yeah. And if you set that tone early that you're not going to, it's not going to end well. No, they're going to lose faith in you. They're going to, they're going to start looking elsewhere and you're going to, you're going to lose the customer. So that's why being a team player is important is it's, it's not just affecting you. It affects everyone, right? That's why we focus so much on being a good team where that's one of the reasons I'm a huge fan of Patrick Lencioni. Like his books are about building a great team, you know, the ideal team player, the five dysfunctions of a team. And, and we've gone through a lot of those books together and tried to, and we still struggle with it. And like the number one thing I think we still struggle with is those tough conversations, right? We're still a little uncomfortable having them in certain areas. Now on our SLT, I feel like yeah. at this point, we're very comfortable saying, Hey, I think you let us down here and this is why. And I think you could have done this better or, you know, ask for help. I would say ask for help and, or just say guys, like, I don't, you know, I, I know I'm not performing here, but I need your help and I can't figure out how to fix this. And yeah. yeah. And that's the big thing is asking. And, you know, then then everybody comes to your aid. And then if you can't figure it out together, then there's the bigger issue where you, you know, you reach out to mentors and peers and consultants. But, you know, if the if the four of us can't come up with it, it, it may not be able to be come up with. So, yeah. And some of those things we've been trying to figure out, it's like if we could get this solution, we wouldn't need the cleaning business. We could just sell the answer to the solution yeah. and be really rich. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's what, you know, like I said, we're, we're slowing down a little bit so that we can, you know, the whole fast is smooth, smooth is fast. That's where we're, we're trying to make sure we're, we're smooth. Sure. It's not a fast, fast is slow, slow, slow is fast. fast. Yeah. I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> you cracked me up with that, but you know, that's, that's what we're doing. We're slowing down so that we can, do it the right way, onboarding managers, trainees, um, you know, doing it slowly and correctly. Um, you'll have a better result than if you just rush through it and don't train them properly. Mark Charles used to always say it's better to train them. Well, this was, uh, I have to give credit where credit's due for this phrase first in honor of this Dick. person's life. Yeah. 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 So, so he did learn it from Dick Olick who, yeah. uh, sadly passed, um, from this earth to heaven this week. And we're sad to see Dick go, but um, yeah, he, he was such a heavy influence on our industry, on our company. His wife, uh, Barb, I believe yep. is just a uh, sweetheart. We, we love them both dearly. So they're in our thoughts and prayers for sure. But he said it. And then Mark said it to me at least a thousand times. And it's so true. I'd rather train them and have them leave than to not train them and have, have them, them stay. stay. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's as simple as that, you know, it's better to stop and train someone and then they leave. than you never, ever train them properly. And they stay because you're going to have complaints. You're going to have overtime. You're going to have 
you know, exceeded labor budgets. You're going to probably waste chemicals. You may end up damaging a building. Like it, it just ends up costing you so much more than if you'd have taken the extra day or two to train them properly. Absolutely. So we're really focusing on that. We're focusing on coming together as a team. And I think with that, we're going to have a very, very successful 2022. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it and looking forward to continuing to develop the team, including the new members and and the new ones that uh, will be joining as we continue on into 2022. Yeah, for sure. So we want to thank you guys for listening to Old Fashioned Work and Whiskey as we've enjoyed this Jack Daniels Winter Jack with lemonade i'm jason that's olin we appreciate you like subscribing and following we're old-fashioned working whiskey well quack 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 (laughs) you're firing